We begin our preparations for BYU fall camp with a look at the running back position for the Cougars. We'll also get to some questions that came in over the weekend, and we'll catch up on all the other news out there in BYU sports from the weekend that was. All that and more ahead on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Very proud today to be brought to you by our title sponsor, our friends at LinkedIn. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find more candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college now. Terms and conditions apply. All right. uh, By way of introduction, for you may be checking out the show for the first time. My name is Jake Hatch. I work for the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. But I spend a lot of my other time talking BYU sports every single day here on this podcast. Our goal here with Locked On Cougars is to be your daily source for all the BYU news you guys need to know about while also making you the smartest BYU fan in the room. And I need to apologize for last week. We only got three episodes out last week. One of the days due to a holiday with Independence Day here in the United States. But my Friday edition, uh, let's just put it this way. My car uh, decided it wanted to have to require some maintenance. Let's put it that way. Our good friends at Rock Auto, another plug for one of our great sponsors, are helping me out with that. But uh, I apologize. Didn't get that episode out on Friday. But we will be back with you guys five days this week. That's the goal. We'll be talking uh, Cougars all week long, making sure you guys are up to date on everything going on with BYU. And that's where I want to start today with BYU football is we are now three weeks away from the open of BYU training camp. I know it's crazy to think it's coming that quickly, but alas, it is, and we are looking forward to it. I believe today we are, what, 54 days away uh, from BYU football kicking off their season. It's crazy to think it's coming that quickly, but at the same time, cannot wait for it. And what we're going to do is we're going to go position group by position group and look at each of the guys inside these positions to get you ready for training camp. Kind of a primer, if you will, a, a preview of fall camp for these positions. And today I wanted to talk about maybe the position that has the most questions about it going into fall camp on the BYU offense, and that is the running back position for BYU. Now, the headliner of this position is Christopher Brooks. He's a graduate transfer coming in from the University of California, Berkeley. I had a very good career at Berkeley, rushed in two different seasons for the Bears for 607 yards this past year in 2021. That's his second best year as his during his time out there in Berkeley. But then in 2019, he actually almost had 1,000 yards uh, that season with 900 114 yards. This is a guy who has got a capability that I think is going to fit well into BYU's offense. Those two seasons I mentioned, he averaged 7.5 yards per carry in 2019, 6.9 yards this past season for the Golden Bears. So he's got great splits. Uh, That's the biggest thing I like about this. And I think that he will come in and he is fully expected to be the lead back for BYU this season. Now,
Now, obviously, uh, his main job is going to be to carry the ball, but he's a guy who's also capable of catching the ball out of the backfield. That will also be a prerequisite for him during his time at BYU. Kind of funny uh, thing about this is his two best seasons at Cal running the ball also coincided with his best receivings, best seasons receiving the ball. He had 22 receptions for 166 yards and four touchdowns in 2019. And then in 2021, this past fall, 19 receptions for 131 yards and three touchdowns. So he is more than capable of contributing in both the rushing and passing game. And that is where I think he is going to stand out. Six foot one, 235 pounds on BYU's roster. He's going to be an absolute load for opposing teams to take down. Teams that thought they were getting a break after seeing Tyler Algier a year ago run through, around, and over them. Well, it sure seems like Christopher Brooks, should he stay healthy, will be a perfect replacement for a guy like Tyler Algier. Now, who will be flanking him at those positions? Well, that's a great question because you have Lopini Katoa back for what is fifth or sixth year of duty uh, and it's crazy to think he's still there but this is a guy in his career who has rushed uh, for over a thousand yards in his career I think he's somewhere close to 1500 yards or he will be by the end of this upcoming season this past year kind of took a backseat to Tyler Algier just 242 yards and two touchdowns a 4.0 yard per carry average actually the lowest yard per carry average of his career previous to that he's averaged 5.3 yards per carry 4.2 yards per carry and 5.6 yards per carry while getting a lot more carries in each of those seasons as well. He's gone 444 yards in 2020, 358 yards in 2019, and 423 yards all the way back in 2018. So the nice part about Lopini Katoa is his ability to contribute in multiple ways. He's a guy who we have seen split out at wide receiver at times during his career at BYU. He has had seasons in 2020 when he had 293 yards receiving, 2019, 288 yards. He's got eight, uh, six touchdowns for his career receiving. So I think those will be your two guys this year going to be leading the BYU running back position. But I know there's some of you probably saying, well, Jake, what about Miles Davis? He was kind of the darling of fall camp a year ago, and Miles Davis has overcome his injury concerns. We had him on this podcast talking about it during spring ball. He mentioned that he broke bones in both of his feet over the past year. If he is fully healthy, expect Miles Davis to really uh, step in and probably play a bigger role as he moves forward here. The good news for a guy like Miles Davis, he's only a redshirt freshman. He saw action in two games this past year as a reserve. The expectation this year is he'll probably use this as more of his uh, moving up the depth chart type year, where he maybe plays that third running back role when called upon but he will have competition from Jackson McChesney. Jackson McChesney, some people call him the hero of the USC game. He has had moments where he's been absolutely brilliant. Think of the Navy game where he came in and punched in a touchdown. He has the BYU freshman rushing record for that absolutely insane game out at UMass way back in, was it 2018, 2019? Uh, and he obviously uh, came into that USC game last year and helped BYU lock up that win against the Trojans with a nice touchdown late. The biggest concern for a guy like Jackson McChesney is every time he's had a kind of a breakout role, he has ended up getting injured uh, at some point along the way. If he can stay healthy, he will be a guy that I think BYU will look forward to seeing what he can do as well. It's a similar thing with Chris, uh, not Christopher Brooks, with Miles Davis. With those broken feet, you got to be very careful make sure that his feet are feeling right. And at times during his career previous to last season, Lopini Katoa has had his own injury concerns. That's kind of the hallmark of the funny thing about this position group for BYU is that outside of Christopher Brooks, who's been fairly durable it seems like during his time at Cal, uh, these running backs all have some sort of injury history, history 
or concern that you have to be careful with going into training camp. Other guys on this roster who will factor into this running back position include Mason Fakahua. He played in nine games this past year as a redshirt sophomore, uh, mainly on special teams. Also, Hinkley Ropati, a junior college transfer. He appeared in five games last year. Also a guy uh, who played mainly special teams last year. Ropati was a guy, if you recall, I was in the 2020 season before Tyler Algier really emerged. He came in early from a junior college program in California after previously serving a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and was a guy that BYU fans were excited to see because he had been very, very good at the college, at the junior college level, but then he ends up tearing his ACL the same week he gets to BYU. He's never really been a factor since then, but maybe this is the season he finally gets his chance. He's not the tallest back on the roster. Listen him at five foot ten, and no offense to Hinkley Ropati, but if he's five foot ten, I'm six foot four. Let's just be real. Let's be, let's be real about this. Uh, two other names to pay attention to in this position group include uh, Bo Robinson, member of the scout team a year ago, a freshman from Cache Valley, and another guy from Cache Valley who is a transfer from Utah State is Enoch Nawahine. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. I believe I am Nawahine. Uh, six foot one, 195 pound sophomore, former player at Kahuku High School in Hawaii, out there on Oahu. And he is a guy that will be looking to kind of earn his keep and make his way through this position group. But you've got a very, very strong stable of running backs just in terms of the overall number for BYU. But like I said, the biggest thing for all of these running backs not named Christopher Brooks is to prove that their injury concerns and or history are firmly in the past and they can be counted on for the Cougars going into the 2022 season. The nice part is there's a lot of youth in this group. So the nice part is if a guy like Christopher Brooks does uh, take the position group by storm, ends up having that senior season. He looks forward to having a thousand yard season type deal to bell cow back outside of him and Lopini Katoa. There's a lot of relative youth in this position group that'll help lead BYU into the big 12 next year. That's a positive. If you're positive, if you're a BYU fan, Looking forward to seeing those running backs get their opportunity. But we'll continue to posi- uh, preview these positions group by group in the lead up to training camp. Cannot wait for it. It's the end of this month. Just three weeks from today, if I'm not mistaken, will be the open of training camp. And cannot wait to be back out there at the Student Athlete Building watching BYU players and coaches doing their thing, getting ready for the upcoming season. All right, coming up next, had a couple of questions roll in over the weekend. One via email, one via social media. We'll get to those. And then obviously later on in today's show, we'll catch up on all the other news out there in BYU sports. Before we do that, a word on our friends over at LinkedIn. They are the title sponsor for today, and as the job market really gets cranking again, my friends, small businesses are back getting into business. LinkedIn Jobs is now making it easier to grow your team. They help you find the people you want to interview faster for free. Create a free job post in just minutes with LinkedIn Jobs and reach your network and beyond with the world's largest professional network over 810 million people. That's a lot of people out there, folks. Uh, Also, use simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to once again faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers are visiting LinkedIn? Post your job now for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you've got me in great, glorious... 
kind of high definition. I don't know. It's 720p. I'm actually, uh, I, I'm working on getting a new camera. So uh, stay tuned for that. We continue to upgrade the Hatch family uh, studio that I've got here at my home, but stay tuned for that. But if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to point here. Yeah. Down that right corner, click there to subscribe for new episodes, enable notifications, like the show comment, but the same thing when it comes to our regular podcast listeners as well. There are thousands of you who consume this in the traditional podcast format via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. You guys know where you get them. Make sure you, if you have the, a capability of doing so, I know that on Apple Podcasts, they allow you to leave the ratings and reviews. Please continue to do that. Those five-star ratings are absolutely critical to our success. And also, Spotify, I believe, has added a feature where you can comment on the show. So make sure to leave us your comments. Love hearing from you guys and love having your insight on the podcast. And that's where we're going to go on today's show and get you guys some of the questions that you have asked. And we're going to start off with the one that came in via email. Anytime you want to reach out to the show, you can do so via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Once again, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Uh, that, this question comes in from Chris Gregory. And Chris, thank you for this question. He says, here is an outside of the box idea I haven't heard mentioned during this realignment thing. Yes, we're talking realignment, folks. Let's do this thing. How about this? The Big 12 and the Pac-12 create a super football-only 18-22 to 22 team conference. The Pac-12 adds both Gonzaga and San Diego State to replace UCLA and USC basketball. Done. You're still second fiddle to the SEC and Big Ten in football, but you quote-unquote own what's left of the Southwest and California football market and a ton of power players in college basketball in the Big 12 and Pac-12 Olympic sports. Your thoughts. Now, Chris... I think it would be absolutely brilliant if you could uh, get these two conferences together football only. The biggest thing I will caution you is everything that I have heard and everything that is out there has made no mention of football only membership. It's one of those things that's kind of the pie in the sky. Oh, you should add this program. Let's say a Boise State, for example. Boise State, no offense to their other sports. Is Boise State football runs the ship more so at Boise and is the most attractive thing about the Boise State campus than you've, than you've got out there. If you could get Boise State football in any conference, in theory, yeah, it improves most of the conferences it potentially gets into. The problem is these university chancellors and presidents who truly hold the cards and make the decisions for these conferences, they are not interested in football-only memberships, at least at this juncture. It looks like they are all sports or no sports. That's the biggest thing right now. I am with you. I would love to see you go out there and get a Gonzaga into the Pac-12 for basketball or maybe get them into the Big 12 for basketball because, man, you bring in another team like that the big 12 it truly does become the preeminent basketball program uh not program conference but i think the bigger problem is the idea of it is fantastic it just looks like if these university chancellors and presidents the only thing they're interested in is if you can bring the entire enchilada that is the entire uh, program your athletics department needs to come in all at the same time for example byu with the big 12 there's only one uh, program one team in byu's athletic department that will not be joining the big 12 on july 1st 2023 and that is the men's volleyball program and the reason why Men's volleyball is not a sponsored sport by the Big 12. They will remain in the MPSF. All of their other sports uh, that have been uh, various conferences, whether it's the uh, track and field programs associated with the MPSF, etc. They're all leaving the various conferences they're in, except for men's volleyball and joining the Big 12. That is the only thing that has kind of stood in the way right now of any opportunities for people that are sitting there, okay, we want to see this. Well, guess what? That's, That's the biggest thing. Now, our other question comes in from our good friend Earl the outlaw 
And Earl says, hey, Jake, do you think we hear anything this week? He sends this in via Twitter. And I had to clarify, I said, are you talking about college realignment, conference realignment? And he did clarify that. The biggest thing I think, Earl, and for those of you out there, this week, more reports. Expect to hear something about the Pac-12 looking at this. Is the Pac-12 going to remain together? Is there any progress on the, the Big 12 poaching Pac-12 schools? Does the ACC, is a grant of rights, is actually going to be challenged in court by somebody? There will be those quote-unquote reports out there. I use the air quotes, quote-unquote, for those of you watching this on YouTube. You, you saw my little finger air quotes. You'll see those come out, but I highly doubt you will see anything of substantive uh, news, if that makes sense. The bigger thing that to pay attention to this week, though, is that the Big 12 media days are taking place on the 13th and the 14th. So that is going to be Wednesday and Thursday. And Brett Yormark, the new Pac, uh, not the Pac-12, the Big 12 commissioner, maybe he's going to be the Pac-12 commissioner, no, no, he is going to be speaking to the media for the first time. That might be the most newsworthy thing that comes out of this week, if anything newsworthy comes out about it. Does he say that, hey, we are interested in adding schools from the Pac-12? Does he make the sales pitch out there uh, via the media to Pac-12 schools? Who knows? That could be, I guess, the real newsy type deal that could happen this week. But that's truly the only thing I could envision happening. Like I said, there will be reports out there, but I don't think anything concrete uh, news-wise is going to be coming out this week. But when I, as soon as I say that, watch. There's something crazy is going to happen. But that that's the fun part about this. I get to react every single day, and anything that does happen, we'll have reaction to it. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up on the other news involved in BYU sports. Uh should we uh, spill the tea, to use that expression, when it comes to Zach Wilson and Dax Milne? We'll get to all of that coming up here in just a moment. First, though, a word on our friends at Bet Online. They are your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball scores, every single day at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to esports and scores. They remain the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts like this one, and news this season. So get over there and check it out. It is also the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf as well. Head to the website today. That's betonline.net once again, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, time to catch up on everything that's going on in BYU. And uh, I think some of you saw this over the weekend, but you've probably been paying attention. It's been going on longer than that. It just really broke national uh, yesterday. I'm actually recording this on Sunday, so it broke today, uh, technically, as a recording of this podcast. But the whole, and I call it the Zaxby situation, because our friends over at the Give Them Hell Brigham podcast, uh, Jeff Hansen and Gary McClintock, by the way, if you don't listen to that podcast, you're missing out as a Cougar fan. They use that great term, and it's the love triangle that has developed here between Zach Wilson, Dax Milne, and Abby Gile, who is the former girlfriend of Zach Wilson. And we found out officially this weekend that Dax Milne and Abby are now an item. Now, the biggest thing is, is Abby Gile made a comment on Instagram in response to a comment on Instagram, pretty much calling her, uh, you Use your imagination. And she insinuated that Zach Wilson uh, was doing some inappropriate things with uh, friends of his mother. So I'm trying to keep this PG rated. It's, It's crazy, crazy stuff. Now... There are BYU fans out there, and I saw this on my social media feeds, who are saying, well, this is a horrible look for BYU, and we all know that Utah fans are piling on, oh, I'm so glad that Zach Wilson didn't play for the Utes. Okay, here's the thing about this. 
If you go back through BYU football history, there are multiple instances of BYU football players getting after one another and legitimately physically assaulting one another over what you'd call a jilted lover situation. Uh, for example... Some of you who were may, may remember, back in the early 2000s, there was a hotshot quarterback from Timview High School by the name of Brett Engeman. Brett is a good-looking man. There's no doubt about it to this very day. He's a guy who's going to compete on The Bachelorette at one point, if I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, he on, was it Pro Day, I think it was? Yeah, it was Pro Day, I think, in 2002, 2003, right in that period. Well, he's talking to the media and some NFL scouts, and in walks C.J. Ayu, yes, that C.J. Ayu, the former BYU defensive lineman, I believe, now currently a defensive coach at Texas Tech University. He is the uncle of Chaz Ayu, brother of uh, Matt Ayu, who coaches at Weber State, brother of Jason Ayu, who is on BYU staff. Well, he walks in and essentially just cold cocks Brett Engeman, and it just caught everybody uh, unawares. They were like, what in the world just happened? And he gets hauled out by administrators. And uh, as they kind of dug into the story, uh, if I if I, re- if I recall it correctly, uh, CJ Ayu was upset about Brett Engeman moving in on a girl that he apparently had been trying to date or something like that. And there was a feud between the two. And CJ decided, you know what? I'm going to take care of this myself and goes up and just slugs Brett Engeman just square in the jaw. Uh, crazy, crazy stuff happens. This is not uh, unique. I, I, sad to say, I, I wish it was. I guess it's a little bit unique in the fact that this is now going on in the pro ranks versus at BYU because uh, there's there's a famous stories about Dax Milne and Zach Wilson being high school teammates, uh, not high school teammates, uh, childhood teammates on various AAU basketball teams, the youth football teams they played on. They They were roommates for a time at BYU. And now uh, Zach Wilson and Abby were a very hotshot item. And we all know that the New York media out there, uh, they need to feed the machine. And the New York uh, newspaper cycle, the New York Post, all of these uh, tabloids, any, any morsel, just tiny little nugget of information, they will latch onto it and make it a national story. They have got something like 30 or 40 newspaper dailies in New York City here in Utah. Do we even count any of our newspapers anymore as a daily because they don't print daily? The Des News, the Salt Lake Tribune, the Daily Herald, uh, what's the one up in Auden? We don't have a Logan Herald Journal. Like We don't have near the amount of newspapers and the machine that needs to be fed as New York does. So this is why this went national is because Abby Gile made a comment about Zach. And I can tell you this much. Uh, it's going to feed the machine for at least 24 hours. And it's going to be one of those things that Utah fans will hold on to. The, the, the Zach Wilson thing with BYU fans, it's raw meat. Uh, let's be very clear about this. But at the same time, Like I said, I wish it were a one-off type deal, but you can go back. I believe there's another famous story of another player physically assaulting his teammate at BYU back in the 1980s. Any of you who remember that, I might be able to fill me in a little bit more on that. It's a famous story that I believe my grandfather, actually, of all people, told me about. Uh, He was very close to the university and working with them at that time, but... It's not all that uncommon for stuff like this to pop up. Maybe it's a little more uncommon for two NFL players now, uh, the starting quarterback for the New York Jets, a guy who's expected to make the roster with the Washington Commanders, both of them draft picks from BYU, former uh, high school buddies, uh, roommates in college. I get that part of it. This playing out at the professional level, it's a little bit unique. So one of those things, like I said, I I, I don't know uh, whether to... 
take a side on it. Well, I don't, I don't want to take a side on it. Let me be very clear about that. I don't want to take a side on this. I can just tell you this much. Uh, I've been using a lot of gifs about the popcorn, like just because there's just new angles to it every single time because I thought it was dying down. I, I remember seeing uh, the post and hearing the news about uh, Dax Milne and Abby potentially being an item a few weeks back. And that was kind of percolating here locally. If you were looking around on social media, but then Abby decides, you know what, I'm going to put Zach on blast on Instagram, but it kind of backfired in just an absolutely gargantuan major way. So, it never stops, folks. That's the fun part about this. I I just never quite know what every day is going to hold in the 24-hour news cycle, and Zaxby was the one that dominated the Sunday headlines. But, hey. We'll take it. It gets us through the summer, gets us, gets us closer and closer to football. We're another day closer. And a big thank you once again for you guys' support of the podcast. want to encourage you guys now, by the way, uh, thank you for making us your first listen. Go make your second listen, our friends over the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Josh is probably not talking about Zach Wilson's love life, but hey, at the same time, you can get caught up on everything going on in the Big 12 conference in 30 minutes or less with what Josh is doing, Josh Neighbors. I am a part of their weekly roundtable that will be recording on Tuesday night, so stay tuned for that later this week as well. So a big thank you once again for your support of this podcast. Make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search out Locked On Cougars. We'll get you all of the details. We can get you on Zaxby and everything in BYU football, basketball, and beyond on our social media feeds. If you want my thoughts on all things sports, including BYU, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jacob C. Hatch. Would love nothing more for you guys to interact with me on there. It's always fun. It's never a dull moment. It's kind of where the show never stops. Let's just be real about this. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 11th. Hey, it's 7-Eleven day. Go get yourself a Slurpee, y'all, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya.